Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everybody to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast with Craig and Jeff once again. And today, Jeff, we're going to talk about some NFL draft stuff again. We haven't done this in about, what, just over a month or so here? We went over that point, we went over our mock draft we have out. You know, kind of what we thought, fantasy situations and stuff. And actually, actually, probably, there's a lot that's changed already since then. And our new, our latest mock draft's probably going to come out in the next week or two, I think. Working on that, trying to figure out what we're going to do. But it's a lot has changed since then, I feel like. Players are all over the place. If you look at other mock drafts out there, it's all over the board right now. Yeah, you have no really. idea. <laughs> It, and you only can really, for fantasy purposes, you're really only looking at offensive players. Yeah, but, and they're still, they're, it's all over the place. And there's actually some some um, players that we definitely didn't bring up last time that are starting to make some waves this time even. Yeah, and, and let's be honest, can you really, I mean, even if you got the first round all correct, after they, that it's a cluster. <laughs> so, you know, where a lot of these these guys that are a little more underrated yep. are going to fall to, it's going to make all the difference. The, the thing that seems to be just crazy all over the board is quarterbacks like there's no consistency I feel like on who's going to pick where the only one I feel like I see a lot up at the top is Trubisky who we went over a lot last time I see a lot of Trubisky going either the 49ers or the Bears that's the main one I see because quarterbacks it's going to be interesting do you have any try to Trubisky, Kaiser Watson what do you who are you leaning towards? Who's your guy? Well, we talked about um, Trubisky a little bit last time. We liked him from what we saw. Yeah, I mean, that's. I have t- I have my three in order. I think. What What would you rank them? That's I'll my. That's the tough one. I I don't. I don't really like seeing one of these guys go to a bad team at all. Yep. I, I don't. I don't like their talent enough to overcome that. Um, but if I did have to rank them, because I've seen all three go in the top five and some, yep. which is crazy to me. But teams need quarterbacks. Um, if I was going to have to do it right now, I think I would do Trubisky. I think he has the highest up. I think that's why he's skyrocketing. Yep. He looks like he has all the tools for the NFL. And then I would actually go Watson. I like the way he plays. I think he's the most seasoned. I think you can count on him. He might be a little more ready. And then I would go Kaiser because he was um, as talented as the guy. Is. He, he, he was so up and down with that Notre Dame football team. Um, so I just the things I've seen from him, um, leave a lot of doubts. So that's how I would do it, but I'm you know, I'm not really sold on yet. No, I think I'd go exactly the same. That's oh, exactly nice. what I was gonna do. Is Kaiser I think I talked about this last time too. I had him mocked up at the uh, I think the I don't remember if it was second or third. Probably second. I think he even had him mocked to be like the top pick mm-hmm. of quarterback. Based off what was being said at the time. I don't actually think he should be. And I think more and more what I'm seeing is I feel like he's dropping more. And I, he's going to be – he's not a player in a dynasty league that I'm draft. I'm going to – if this is what we're talking about, dynasty, like a startup type draft or even a rookie draft, I almost guarantee I'm drafting Trubisky and Watson ahead of him. And, yeah, well, and with quarterback, it, it really depends on where they fall. Yep. Um, you know, it would be great if one of these guys, especially if it was like Watson, if he could fall to a place where he's not going to play the first year, yep. um, I would love to get him in like round three and stash him away. Um not if he's going if he's backing up someone young where he's not going to play for multiple. Um, that would be the best because I don't think any three of these guys are going to be able to. I don't think you're going to be able to play them. Yeah, well, actually, one of the drafts 
Goff, Mel Kuyper, because he's always been one of the oh, one of the experts for years. He oh, has no. Trubisky into the 49ers at number two. And then he has Deshaun Watson going at number ten to the Bills. That's hmm. he doesn't have Kaiser in the top in, in the first round. Oh really? Yep. So Watson at the Bills, I like that fit. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, that's cool. Especially if they do move on from Tyrod Taylor, I guess they're throwing Watson in there. Is that that? Uh, I mean, why though? Why would you yeah, move I don't on know. from Taylor? Then at that once point, again, the Bills getting, baffle me. But say if you could get like maybe they actually sign a Romo for a year or two, yeah. and then Watson to learn behind him, yep. that would be great. I would. I'm, I'm totally behind that idea. But if you're going to get rid of Tyrod Taylor, it's kind of like cutting off your nose to spite your face because right. to save a little money, you're you're going to do near as well. And then. Just looking around, you know, there's all kind of, these mock drafts at this time of the year. It's kind of no one really knows. There's an interesting one I saw actually from pretty, you know, pretty good um, draft person uh, on Walter Football. He's he's always pretty good at these. Number ten, Buffalo Bills getting a quarterback. It's not Watson. Trubisky's ahead of him. It's not even Kaiser. It's Pat Mahomes from Texas Tech. Never, I haven't seen that. All right. <laughs> right? This isn't from some random. This is a pretty prominent um, NFL draft website. That is very interesting. Mahomes put up great numbers at Texas Tech, but well, it's that offense. I was going to say, that's kind of the... Uh, it's with Texas. That's how it always goes, though. He, they always put up a, a ton of points. But maybe he has a stronger arm than his, you know, the guys yeah. that played before him, because that's always been their downfall, it's right? It's interesting, though, to they see these, that. You know. These, you know, they go just... They spread them out, and then they just pick them apart. All day with this fat, high-powered, you know, high-tempo well, offense. And the, the problem I think with all these is I don't feel like there's not a sure thing prospect here. And so if we're looking fantasy football wise, dynasty wise, there's not a guy you're spending a big pick up top pick on because there's no one we're sold on. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think that's, I think that's why you're seeing someone like even Deshaun Jackson or Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Watson, who I like, is number three, is because I, I you know, the quarterback class this year just. Has a lot of question marks. I don't think it's as deep. Usually there's some big name, right? You have RG3. You have a Luck. You have a Matt Ryan. You have a... Like, these guys are guaranteed number one. You know they're going to play. This one, this time around, you're kind of looking at it, and you're like, ah, I'm pretty sure any of these guys could be giant busts. Really? And, they easily. Yeah, easily. and they, they don't even have the production other quarterbacks have had coming out of, you know, coming into the draft that have been busts. I mean, like, yep. I don't know. I, I wouldn't do it. And then... That's pretty much quarterback wise. We don't know. That's what we're seeing. Yeah, absolutely. But running back wise, I'm seeing There's more and more and more like. and more though. Leonard Fournette, I see the Jets a lot in these mocks. A lot of different ones. I see Leonard Fournette going to the Jets, which would kill my Bilal Powell. Right, but I see this is. I mean, it's quite often I see this pick, and a lot of it's because of the player, the guys ahead of him, the teams ahead of him. The Browns aren't picking him at number one. Niners don't need him. They have Hyde. The Bears don't need him. They have Howard. Jaguars, maybe they could, but yeah, they they, but they might think, think they want to try Yeldon again. They want to see what Yeldon can do. Yeah, I would. Titans don't need him at five. No. So the Jets are the first spot he could go, and they could use him, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there's not a quarterback they're sold on, they need a quarterback, I would think, too. But they're not, Yeah, they need one badly. I don't but, know if they're sold on one of them, yeah. which we aren't, so maybe they're <laughs> not either. That's I see that him going to that spot a lot. It's, I mean, it, it fits. You know, Forte is probably his way out. If you could pair him with Bilal Powell, it'd be nice. And we all know Fournette is the type of back that 
could be the workhorse. He could ma- be the difference maker. He's that talented. Um, I don't like to pay running back necessarily, but that guy is just a beast. Yep. Um, I don't know. And, and this is crazy because I've even seen a few now that where people are rating Delvin Cook over Fournette, and I don't – I mean, Cook is a great prospect, but I don't understand I don't, that one. I don't see yeah. – I, I don't either. I, I'm confused by that. Me too. I like I like Cook too, and Cook's an interesting one too. I see him going – there's all kinds of different positions. He's, you know, I've seen him going to the Colts and some. Oh, that'd be a great landing. Space. I think that's a good spot for him. I've actually seen him go to the, Kuiper. Put him going to the Redskins. Oh yeah, okay, I can see that because we talked about uh, last week. We were you know talking about um, different situations and rankings, and we brought up Robert Kelly a couple times, and we're not sold on him. Yeah, is there um, say, uh, do they still have Matt Jones? Like, what is they his do? He's there. Like? He's there. I know they hate. I know they're well, like he's in the doghouse, but he's he's on the team. They haven't released him, and there's no really talk so about them releasing. They him. could draft and they could trade one of those. Guys. Um, but yeah, that's so. I mean, that would be a very good landing spot too, because I think he would obviously get his the first shot at being the yeah, starter. I like that fantasy wise. I don't really know if it's a good move for the Redskins yeah. and stuff. Maybe their team wise, I don't know if they need to do that. But I tell you, if he goes to the Colts, um, I would want to draft him very, very badly. I've actually seen him another one go to the Ravens at six. It's all on that same level. There's a lot of teams that aren't sold on running backs. So if they can get uh, someone at, at the caliber of Delvin Cook, that'd be. Great. So he's going to be most likely Fournette will be one, obviously, and then Cook will be the number two. And Cook could go. It's going to depend on what where he goes yeah. on what we think. If like if he went to a team like the Ravens, I like that spot too. There's a lot of these situations. I would like I'd like him on the Colts. I'd like him on the Ravens. I'd like him in those those different situations. Mm-hmm. I think he could be definitely could be a fantasy force next year for sure. Right. And yeah, and two guys are you know by far going to be the favorites. I'm actually, because after those two, I'm very interested to see where Christian McCaffrey goes. Because yep. he's a guy that incredibly fast, incredibly productive, and um, is kind of has a chip on his shoulder. Every time you see an interview, you know, they, they talk about how he's not, you know, rated as high as the other guys yep. ahead of him, and, and he had such a prestigious career. And he has all the physical attributes that I think he's going to, if he gets in a... Say if two other teams take him, and then like in the second round, the Christian McCaffrey, I think he's one of those that could sneak up and just be a great fantasy player right away. And I've seen McCaffrey again; he goes a few different spots. Actually, in in more than I say, I think about a couple drafts here now, I've actually seen him going to the Buccaneers at number nineteen. Oh, I would love that. That's an interesting spot there because they haven't sold on anyone. Jack Quiz, I don't know. have him with Jameis and Mike Evans. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey. Why not? I like that that move right there. Also, um, Kuyper. You know, go back to Kuyper. He has McCaffrey going to the Packers. Ooh. Right? That's, I, I actually, like that, That's too. really interesting. Because, I mean, he can catch the ball, too. That would be great. That would be a – I'd like that. That would be a very interesting. Fantasy-wise, that would be a very good spot for him. Yeah. Oh, man. See, and that's the – you start getting excited about the guys lower where they're not as hyped – but yeah, if they like, get in a better position, they can absolutely be a fantasy I get more darling. interested in these guys down below than, like, than Fournette. Because I, I think I know because I'm not getting Fournette. Yeah, you so, know you're going to have to pay for the guy, too, I'm not, right? no matter like, where he goes. In our Dynasty League, I'm not going to be the one drafting him. Because, I mean, it's just I don't have the number one pick. So yeah, I, was just, and I don't I, get him. I don't either, obviously. So I, I'm going to have to look for value at the, the end of the, the first round. Then wide receiver wise, I'll just talk about some of these guys because they're up there towards the top. I see Mike Williams going to Philadelphia in quite a few mock drafts. 
He seems to be the number one guy coming off the board is, yeah, from Clemson. That, and that would be a great... Eagles need a wide receiver. That's yeah, a perfect spot. That would be a great place. It, that would show if they... Obviously, if they go draft... I mean, it depends on what happens. They'll, they'll know ahead of time if Alshon was looking to... Eagles were a potential mm-hmm. landing spot. If Obviously, if Alshon went to the Eagles, they're not getting that wide receiver. But if they don't get Alshon, drafting a wide receiver and probably Mike Williams is probably the way to go. They yeah, need, they that, need I another be, receiver there. I think that would be great for him, and it would be great for Carson Wentz. Yep. So, that, I mean, that seems like a no-brainer. Mike Williams seems like... At the very worst, he's going to be a solid contributor at a number two slot. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he seems to be pretty much the sure thing number one receiver yeah, off the board. He's got I've the actually size, seen him he's go, really good. seen him go as high as the um, the Cardinals as well at number 13. That would be a great landing spot for him, too, because Fitz is getting super old. They just cut Floyd. Um, Brown had those problems, so like health problems. So that would be a great one. He could step in and be the number two guy right away, well, really. And in, in the draft, I see him going... When I see him going to the Arizona in that same mock, then Corey Davis goes to Philadelphia. So I think oh. Philadelphia is going to get that receiver. Corey Davis is is, I think he's a very good prospect. He's going to be probably a first round pick. And so if this landing spots I see for him too, he could obviously he could go as high as Philly if Mike Williams goes ahead. I think Mike Williams is going to go ahead of him. Mm-hmm. I've seen him go to Tampa in a draft again. If Tampa, let's say we talk about the Christian McCaffrey thing, but. Why not get Corey Davis at wide receiver line him up opposite of Mike yeah. Evans? And that's a nice little spot too. Corey Davis too is one of these guys. I thought he because he went to a smaller school, Western Michigan. I thought he was going to be a little underrated, but I mean, uh, on most of these, I see him right after Mike Williams. He is, yeah. He, he's I mean, I there. and I was kind of hoping it because he, I, I was able to watch. Um, I think two of his games, and the guy is phenomenal. He's just oh, always yeah. around the ball. He catches. I mean, he does everything you want. So I'm glad to see that he's he's ranked this high, even though he went to a smaller school. I've seen um, some of these. Uh, John Ross is another receiver that goes up there. I've seen him as high as 20 to the Broncos. That's a interesting pick there, all the way up to number 20. Yeah, they, I mean, I guess they do have the, to start getting Bron- some youth in a wide receiver pool. I can see that maybe. I don't know if they're going. I mean, would they go receiver with Thomas and Sanders already? I mean... Well, who else do they have, really? True. I mean, they they did their best when they had all those other receivers, and they had Decker, and you know they had a bunch of receivers out there. Yeah, catching I mean, balls. they could. I mean, they could go tight end or something. I mean, there's a OJ Howard. Maybe? I don't think I would go as high. Like, I don't think I would do a first round draft pick on a receiver. Yep. Um, I think I think you can get a better value lower, and especially with those guys, doesn't need to play right away. So pick a guy that has more. Fun. Early on, it was, it was yeah, pretty much Mike Williams, Corey Davis, John Ross was kind of the order there. Of receivers mm-hmm. now, actually Kuiper, and I've seen some other ones has put. This is good. We did not talk about this guy at all last uh, last episode. We did Zay Jones. Have you ever even Jeff? Have you heard of Zay Jones? Uh, no, probably because he went to East Carolina. <laughs> Zay, Zay Jones. He had a great Senior Bowl. That's kind of why he's jumped uh, I was out here. Want to hear Zay Jones' stats from last season? Yeah, please. He caught 158. Catch yeah, catches shit, really for one thousand seven hundred forty-eight yards. That's ridiculous. What? <laughs> yes, that is that 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 is. Uh, um, he's got crazy. the size too. Six two two oh two. I gotta look this guy the, up. Just. The problem is he did catch. He caught a lot of screen passes. He got a lot of small pass. You know, short passes. I guess um, his yards per reception was eleven point one, which was the lowest out of by far out of all these kind of top 
receivers coming in. So that's kind of inflated a little bit, 158 catches. I, I, Maybe. Don't, I don't care. I like still, <laughs> It doesn't bother me one bit. I mean, he has great hands, you know. Obviously, he must be pretty fast, too, for 6'2". Yep. It just seems like you could use him a lot of places. So he's very, it, he's it, does, it does worry me, though. Like, I, and I just hyped up the, you know... Um, Corey Davis for being from Western Michigan. Um, this guy could be the exact same thing, but it, you know it's one of those things you play against lesser people, right? So at Clemson, you're playing against unbelievably talented DBs, where you know the smaller schools you don't get that. So I, I would have to watch some more footage. Well, I think to, with a guy like him, he's not necessarily going to be coming in and being like that top number one receiver, big time mm-hmm. receiver. He's going to be a guy more like a number two, more like a maybe a slot type guy, get a lot of passes, but he could be. Maybe that means he's like a Jarvis Landry. Dude, that, maybe he's like that kind of guy. You know what I mean? That's just going to be solid for you. Yeah, it's those guys that have that those weird abilities to where they just do everything really well that you kind of pray that he like turns into a patriot and you're just like, right, holy yeah. crap, he's going to be a star. Yeah, he's an interesting. They had, Kuiper had him go into the the Chiefs. And number twenty-seven. That would be it. And <laughs> I laugh because I feel like they can't throw down the field. So that would be a great landing spot for him <laughs> exactly. because that would be if he's catching all these screen passes, that'd be perfect for him. Well, in another draft, actually, I've seen him go in the second round to the Bills. Be nice. Oof, not not as good for him. Depends on depends on the situation. You don't, you don't know the quarterback. You don't. You're. I mean, Watson and Woods are going to be ahead of you. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. But he's an interesting one to watch out for. That people. It's really going to depend on his situation. You might be able to what a, steal him. I was going to say, where where does uh where do they have him ranked about? What for wide receiver wise? Yeah, sure. We'll just go wide receiver. Well, he's he's starting to move up. Like in most of them, he's still probably about uh, fourth or fifth. Probably usually the fourth receiver, fifth receiver maybe. He's definitely behind Williams and Davis for sure. He's for the most part, he's still behind John Ross on most of these ranks. That's where then, but people could put him as high as three. Wow. But, but then okay. where, that's where you get, then there's also, um, what's his name? Smith Schuster. I can't even say this guy's name from USC. He's up there too. And then there's a couple. Juju? Other, yeah, Juju. And then, so he's he's a top five pretty much right now. I'd, I'd say he's going, he's, at that senior bowl, he really moved up a bit. So he must be, as I'm looking at, I think this one's uh, slightly older, and he's ranked the, the 13th wide Yes, yeah, the senior bowl really jumped him up yeah. quite a bit. And he so definitely... That's cool. So obviously he must have impressed against some pretty good talent. And that's you know that's what's going to happen. There's going to be a lot of those type of guys who just kind of you know start jumping up the board. There's gonna, this is going to change. We're gonna, there's going to be somebody we're not even talking about at all now that's going to go in the first round, skill-wise, offensive player-wise. Um, some other guys like O.J. Howard... I see him going up in the first. There's actually two tight ends in most of these drafts. OJ Howard and David Njoku, both tight ends. Howard's from Alabama. Njoku's from Miami. Both of them I see going in the first round in a lot of these. Usually Howard goes ahead of Njoku most of the time. Um, Howard, though, I was hearing some stuff that he he was at the Senior Bowl as well, and there was some he didn't impress as much as he should have because usually players of his caliber don't even go to the Senior Bowl. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He didn't really, I guess, impress as much as he should have. But he has all the talent in the world. Yeah, so. he's a big, big guy, and he. I mean, he, everyone took notice of him because he just destroyed it in you know the the bowl game a year ago, and then came back for a senior year, which is kind of one of those weird ones where I mean that's great, but at the same time, if you're that dominant, usually you don't come back for your senior. And I think that's why everyone loves this uh, 
Njoku kid because he's a redshirt sophomore. He's younger. He's a, he's a beast. But also, I mean, these guys are always very interesting. But you see the most talented guys um, usually take a few years when you go in as a tight end. And you even oh, see yeah. it with Eric yes. Ebron, yep. right? He was a top 10 pick. He was a freak athlete. But he didn't really do anything his, you know, his rookie year. Same thing with Vernon Davis, actually. Way back in the day when he was really hyped up, he really struggled his first year. And, you know, it's just tough for tight ends because really they is. finally go against supreme athletes that are as big as them. That's why dynasty-wise, it's in your a dynasty rookie draft, tight end, what's it going to be, third round before you get one maybe? You know, Yeah, I mean, just... you would really have to like a guy. I, it would be very difficult to take one. I mean, O.J. Howard would be a, a great one. I guess one of the first two. If you if you could get him in the round, or even second, you really need a tight end, yep. depending on where they go, if you know that he's going to turn into the starter in a year or something. Um, but it's a tough one. Those, they're really, really sketchy. They're really, really hard to pick. Yep. Some other guys we can talk about a little bit. They're a little maybe further down, which is these are the guys that you get as steals that really can turn a dynasty team into mm-hmm. just like, you know, this is where David Johnson was a couple of years ago. It really, people got him in the second round of rookie drafts, and he became you know what he is now. Yep. But there's like wide receiver wise, Curtis Samuel from Ohio State. He's going in a lot of second rounds. He's one to watch out for. He's kind of the next after. You no, know, I he probably has. I would think he has more potential than like a Zay Jones we talked about to be great. I don't know, you know how well he's not as good as some of the past wide receivers from Ohio State, but some other ones. Uh, I'm hearing a little bit of talk about. I haven't really <laughs> know too much about this guy before. Alvin Kamara, running back from Tennessee. He only ran for uh, five about 596 yards last year. Two years ago, ran for 698. He hasn't got many carries, but he averaged 5.8 yards per carry last season. In 2015, he averaged 6.5 yards per carry. And he had 16 touchdowns out of just 210 carries the last two seasons. So, basically, if you put those two seasons together, that's a that's 200 carries for about 1,300 yards, about over 6 yards per carry and 16 touchdowns. Pretty solid numbers right there. They are. I'm, conf- I'm confused <laughs> by those numbers, though. The, the touchdown. What, what is his uh, physical? Is he a bruiser? Is he, I mean, I'm just wondering if they no, he's, just he's, is he getting all these goal line carries? That's five why. ten two fifteen. Huh. He's he's just kind of look. Just didn't. He also caught um, this past season. He caught forty balls for three hundred eighty two yards. Huh. Forty catches in that. It's pretty solid. He does. He never really. Let's see here. He had one game. He only had eighteen sixteen carries and eighteen carries were his top games. He had against Texas A and M. He had eighteen carries for one twenty seven and two touchdowns. Kentucky, he had 10 carries for 128 and two touchdowns. He had two touchdowns in four games, and he just never got a lot of carries, but he was productive with the carries he got. And he obviously he can catch the ball too a little bit here, which gets like Vanderbilt. He caught eight balls for 72 against Texas. That Texas A&M game, where he had the 18 carries for 127 and two touchdowns, he caught eight passes for 161 in a touchdown. He's an interesting one. That's a player that you're going to be able to get in your dynasty rookie draft in the second, third round. That is going to be like he's going to could be the potential guy that comes out of nowhere. He's that guy. I feel yeah, like look for and, that supreme athlete. Like he's that guy who it's it's really it's potential with him. Obviously, he didn't. He, I feel like he just didn't get the, the carries, which could be a good thing in a way. He doesn't have all this uh, amount of carries under him already. Uh, you know. Through college, some players are getting 200 some carries for three, four years. Oh, he, yeah. doesn't, he doesn't have that. 
Yeah, I mean, people even talk about that with Fournette, where, you know, you you already knew that he was going to be a high draft pick, and then, you know, you have to wear him down for an extra year. So that's one, I don't know, I'm going to kind of remember this one and watch him out when we do our rookie drafts. This is a guy I think could, especially, obviously depends on the situation, where he goes. And um, one of the mocks I have him going to was actually going to the second, going to Carolina. That could be an interesting landing spot. Man, there's so many for for a running back. There's so many places you could land where you could win a spot and actually yeah. get a good amount of playing time. So I think running back picking wisely in your, especially in a dynasty league, but picking wisely for those guys is going to be incredibly important upcoming drafts because I, I feel like wide receivers you're going to kind of know what kind of playing time they get. Yep. Um, you know, one of the top couple guys in the good situations, they're going to get a ton of balls thrown their way, but they're, you're probably going to have to pay for it. There's going to be a lot of running backs that are rookies well, that are going to get a shot, well, and another, if you pick correctly. Another running back down there a little bit, right around the you know round where Camaro goes, Deontay Foreman. He's another one from he's from Texas. He another I think could be a good player. He's a young guy. He, he left early this past season. He, see, this is the difference between a player like this and then Kamara, who didn't get any carries. Um, Foreman ran the ball 323 times this past Woo! season, right? So maybe it's a good thing he's getting out early before he runs the ball another 300 times Holy without cow. getting paid. But he ran for 2,028 yards, 6.3 yards per carry, had seven had 15 touchdowns this past season. Holy cow. Well, see, and that's why it confuses me. I don't know what was going on with the, the Tennessee running back because a guy like this can get 2,000 yards and he only yep. gets 500. Well, the difference, too, I guess, between Foreman only caught seven balls all year. He's not catching okay. the ball. So he's not, he's, he's yeah. not like Kamara caught the 40 passes in, in that little bit of time. <laughs> but, I mean, some of these games that Foreman had against Texas Tech, he had 33 carries for 341 yards and three touchdowns. Oh, my gosh. Against Baylor, 32 carries for 250 yards and two touchdowns. He... He never ran for under 100 yards. His lowest game all season was 124 yards. That was it. Like the last five weeks of the season here, he went 250, 340, 167, 250, and 165. What a stud. Right? It was incredible. That's, I mean, for having 323 carries. <laughs> that day, like two guys that run incredibly fast will yep. jump up from obscurity and oh, two yeah. teams will fall in love with them. So <laughs> It always happens. Every year. All right. Well, I think that's it for now. Make sure to go follow us on Twitter at the FF Profit and go to fantasyfootballprofit.com. You can email us, fantasyfootballprofit at gmail.com. And we're going to talk to you guys next week. <laughs>